0: Hello all guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts Podcast, taped on Twitch and brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout, watch a lot of wrestling.
1: I'm David. I'm a noob, haven't watched nearly as much wrestling, and I am personally still very deeply offended that Tommy Dreamer is (gasps) a virgin. Ha Well, not anymore, because he kissed woman. Ah, yeah, he kissed, he he quite literally kissed woman, he kissed woman, and he liked it, maybe.
0: He did, because he does it again, I'll talk about that in a minute, but yes. Oh, oh no. Yes, audience, we are back to more ECW, specifically, we are so far back in the weeds here, it's still Eastern Championship Wrestling, but not for very much longer. As among Ooh. other things tonight, this is the this night will show reveal the events that led to ECW officially being
1: extreme. Oh shit, buddy! I'm hype. I'm actually I'm actually legitimately hype for this. If if we're like gonna watch like a turning point in real time for ECW, that's gonna be super dope.
0: Yes. So uh, where we were last here, it was what July 28th, I believe, 1994, something, like that, something yeah. about that. Something well, like now that. tonight we are watching the August 30th episode of Hardcore TV. And so what has happened? In, let, let us set the stage for the evening and where we are going tonight. So uh, since that first, uh, that episode we watched last time was the first time of Heatwave episode after Heatwave 94. And tonight's episode takes place a little bit after Hardcore Heaven 1994. That was their next big event show. So, I'm going to go ahead and use that as a framing device to talk about cool. what happened, what's been going on. Uh, so, at Hardcore Heaven 1994, the first two matches, you had Hack Myers and Chad Austin defeating Rockin' Rebel and Tommy Cairo, respectively. Uh, they don't really have any story to it. So, I'm just going to mention that it happened, but it did set the stage for the next match, a no DQ match for the ECW television championship between Mikey Ripwreck and Jason. Uh, I feel like I undersold Jason last time because I admit I didn't totally get the gimmick, but now I get it. One salt and pepper music video later. I got it. Oh God. Uh, because Jason is the world's sexiest man.
1: Oh dear. (laughs)
0: He wear like he wears the suit jackets with the opening all the way down and no shirt. Mm. Mm. And he is extremely vain and he has a gaggle of goons to help him out and then he has been trying for so long to get this fucking TV title away from mikey whipwreck
1: mikey whipwreck the king of the jobbers
0: and he and whipwreck just keeps winning by dq so So
1: no dqs this time baby
0: yep and so actually mikey whipwreck puts up a bigger fight than he ever has he almost wins legit but then you know jason and his gaggle of goons Come out, and they make sure that Jason wins, and Jason yeah. is the new ECW
1: TV champion. No,
0: don't feel too bad for Mikey Whipwreck, who apparently in storyline just graduated high school. Uh, he was only twenty. He was only twenty-one at this point in time. Oh, so, shit. like, actually, I mean, I've seen older people play high schoolers.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: <laughs> but now he he's cut a pro- he cut a promo about it. And I was like, oh. wait, how old are you actually?
1: <laughs> I mean, he did look pretty young mm-hmm. when we watched last time.
0: Yeah. Uh, but Mikey Whitbreck, he lost the TV title. Jason is the new TV champion, and Joey Styles wants to kill himself over it. He can't stand the he can't stand Jason at all. He finds oh, Jason god. obnoxious and he's just like, oh god. He is openly asking on air that like, please, I will pay somebody to get Jason out of ECW, please.
1: All right. So a question about Jason on the scale of vein Heels, uh, mm-hmm. on, a, on a scale of like MJF to Val Venus, how undignified <clears throat> is this gimmick?
0: It's a lot, I think it's a lot closer to Val Venus. Oh, no.
1: Oh, no. Well, okay.
0: He's not that bad. Okay. But he is very, he's, I don't, I wouldn't call it dignified.
1: (laughs) Cool. Yay. I, I'm, I, you know what? As long as we're not going full on porn star, let's, let's just act like I'm going to shoot pornos on, on location character. I guess I can live with it. He's too,
0: busy, he's too busy being self-obsessed to have sex.
1: Uh, you know what, that's fair. Oh, so so we're just like Johnny Bravo, man, I'm pretty territory.
0: Very Johnny Bravo, man, I'm
1: okay. pretty. Man, like, I'm pretty.
0: Joey, Joey Styles had a joke on commentary. like He's like, you know, Jason got a great physique. It's amazing he can tear himself away from a mirror long enough to work out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that I can get on board with. I would love to watch, already, I would love to watch mm. a match where Jason loses because somebody holds a mirror in front of him <laughs>
0: and he seems to be like oh he's man like,
1: oh oh and then he just gets knocked roll him up. out
0: roll him up yeah One, two, three.
1: yeah take to take, take take a little swing in his head knock him down and then just you know just just oh no you know what not even slowly lay him down have someone hold the mirror over him and just like pin him while he's in a trance
0: that would be incredible that would
1: be really good i Basically, i yeah. Yes.
0: After after the after the Jason Mikey whipwreck match, basically Jason's dudes all beat up Mikey Whipwreck, and then Taz uh, or the Taz Maniac, as ah. his name is right now, and Jimmy Snuka come to the rescue. Ooh. Because what happened is Jimmy Snuka had a big old face turn in the la- in the last month of time, I and see. now him and Taz are like a tag team of mutual respect. Two dudes playing vaguely savage characters are a tag team and they're bros it's okay
1: okay sure
0: but they come to make the save and then they have a match with the pit bulls. one of the, the tag teams is with jason and then they win in 40 seconds <laughs> fuck you
1: <laughs> jesus okay
0: i was like the fuck
1: then a, um, a time to be yeah, sure. Yeah, then
0: we have the Jurassic Park 2 is what they keep calling, is what Joey Styles is billing this match as. Yeah, talk about dating your show. Is that there's only been one Jurassic Park movie as of this show, so Joey Styles can be like, it's Jurassic Park 2 in here. Oh no. But it's 911 versus Mr. Hughes.
1: Hey, that thing that we kept. Getting built up to,
0: yeah. The mat it goes is nine one one wins. He beats Mister Hughes, and then after the match, uh, Shane Shane Douglas has a um, has a female manager named Angel, and she was currently injured in a in a neck brace because uh, nine one one choke slammed her. And then after beating Mister Hughes on this show. He ripped her neck brace off, and choked slander her some more. And he, oh, is no. the, and he is the baby face because the whole crowd is chanting "slut" at her for this entire match.
1: Of course, they are. Woman and, shows up on on uh, in the ring; they are slut immediately. Like
0: and and Paul Heyman, who does all the promos for nine one one, has been happy to call Angel a whore every time.
1: Of course he has.
0: So the crowd is loving it. He, 911, ch- choke slamming a, an injured woman.
1: Yeah! Yay.
0: Anyway, here's Heel, uh, d- Sandman, who is a heel
1: because he beats his wife with a cane. Ah, uh, yes. And the difference is that, uh, hmm, huh, So. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's <a> good point.
0: <laughs> yeah. The difference is
1: that he doesn't get big, uh, as big of pops as nine one one. That's it. That's fucking Sorry, it.
0: man. What do you want? So Sandman and Tommy Dreamer are set to have a Singapore cane match, except yes. it doesn't go anywhere because Tommy Dreamer comes out and just goes on a frenzy. Like he takes his kendo stick and immediately beats Sandman to death. Then he uh, t- he threatens to strike at woman Hmm. and instead just kisses her again. And then he, in his rampage, attacks the referee with the kendo stick. And so then that leads to a disqualification win for the Sandman. And after that, the ring announcer comes into the ring to announce that Sandman wins. And then Tommy Dreamer also beats the announcer (laughs) with the kendo stick. He is gone bananas. He is... Haya, Hata!
1: Hiya, Hata, <laughs> indeed.
0: And then after the match, we have a funny moment where Woman is trying to resuscitate the Sandman, and so she sticks a lit cigarette in his mouth, and he pops right back up.
1: <laughs> really? Yep. I don't, what is this show, Austin? Because it, it, it keeps waffling between, like, we're super serious and edgy and hardcore to goofy shit like a cigar being sandman's own personal version of fucking smelling salt (laughs) like some looney tunes tear shit what is this
0: because wrestling has always been
1: kind of silly well i know but like this this is so god ecw is weird yeah i
0: think we had the same kind of question in the attitude era really didn't we this notion of like it's trying to be
1: serious, but then it's also really goofy some a lot. Yeah, but like it was always but it's like but Attitude Era and you know, maybe I maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm speaking with a lot of distance from when we last watched anything Attitude Era. But I feel like Attitude Era goofiness more just came from how embarrassingly crass it was three hundred percent of the time. Whereas mm. this is just it's that is just a cartoon thing. Like like this, like, like that, that was more my thing about about new generation of just them having mm-hmm. these randomly really cartoony and fake feeling elements. Like, fair, fair. that Like, this feels like a new generation era thing of like pops the cigar in his mouth. Oh, well, good golly, I'm back. I don't know why you yeah. have a transatlantic accent for Sandman there, but there you go. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> but okay. Then we get to the next match, and this pisses me off a little bit. It is oh, no. the bad breed versus the public enemy for the tag team championships. It is in a baseball brawl match. And okay. here are the rules to a baseball brawl match. And see if you can understand what annoyed me here. Hmm. Is So it is a normal match where if you pin them one, two, and three, you win the match. But if you knock them out for 10 seconds, you are legally allowed to use baseball bats.
1: What? So. What? So it's. Have a win condition, a standard win condition. Uh Uh-huh. And then have something that goes. Three times beyond the standard win condition, just so you can hit someone with a baseball bat, which you could pretty much do anyway if you got the dub on him, because it, because you can't get fucking match results thrown out after after the bell rings in wrestling.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, you don't have to be able to use the bats to win the match.
1: Yeah, fact, well, yeah, that's that, that's also what I mean. Like, I yes, was not articulating in, fact, that from-
0: in the match. The bad breed the challengers get the 10 second knockout to get the baseball bats, but the public enemy win anyway.
1: Does they get a roll up?
0: No, they just pin them with their regular fucking moves.
1: Well, that's what I meant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yes, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) This is silly. Why is the win condition easier than the optional objective?
1: That's so stupid. That's so dumb. Wait, that's such bad booking.
0: Like, like the Bad Blood had the ability to win the match because they knocked out the public enemy for 10 seconds, and they were like, actually, I'm just going to stand here and let them be knocked unconscious so then I can beat them with a baseball bat. Yeah, you
1: could just, they're knocked out. you could just 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 win. And then, so why have the standard win condition there, guys?
0: Yep, it was very silly. I mean, the ma- i mean, the match itself was as fine, but the rule is so stupid. I couldn't stop focusing on how dumb the rules are.
1: <laughs> what are the rules? What are the rules? That's fucking dumb.
0: Yep. Uh, but the Public Enemy are still the ch- tag team champions, dollar dollar bill, y'all.
1: Cool. Happy for them.
0: All right. Then we have Sabu versus Two Cold Scorpio. It was just kind of a match. Yeah, David's going to see them live very soon. Two Cold Scorpio live very soon. Yes. And it was really just a dope match. And Sabu won. It was pretty straightforward. And then we get to the main event of the show. Cactus Jack versus Terry Funk.
1: Terry Funk, baby.
0: And they have a decent match. But then uh, the Public Enemy come out because... They're not done attack, hating Terry Funk and his entire existence. Uh, They are still mad about the chair riot thing at heat wave. And guess what? There's going to be more chair riots. Um,
1: Yeah. You sent me that one clip and Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. So the match goes to a no contest because the public enemies show up and kick both their asses because they beat down Terry Funk. And then they're like, Hey Mick, we helped you out. Take the win. And Mick Foley's like, I didn't really need or want your help, guys. And then they're like, you know what? Then fuck you, too, actually. If you're going to be like that.
1: Oh, 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 I I do appreciate my boy, Mick, being honorable there. But I'm also a little surprised that Mick didn't take the win there. How much he, you know, just kind of seemed to want to get the bang, bang in on on everyone. but Bang, bang!
0: He um, he respects Terry Funk a lot. He
1: respects Terry. Okay, you know what? Fair, lame, so, but fair.
0: They brawl and brawl and brawl, and as I meant, as I sent video a David a video to David about this because he needed to see it. I thought is he at one point is that they got is that Terry and Cactus have the public enemy beaten down in the middle of the ring after the brawl, and Terry Funk gestures for the crowd to give him chairs, and the whole crowd just chucks their chairs in the ring.
1: Yeah, what the. Like when we had, when we did the first ECW episode and you know, Kyle and I made the joke about our oh, chairs. Will be out of the sun. I was kidding. I mm-hmm. was fucking kidding. That was legitimately, there was no, I could not see Matt. I could only see chair. Yeah. It was Bring so gone, bad. It was so bad. Sh-
0: it was so bad that Joey styles got out of the announce booth to go on the live hot house, mic and be like, stop throwing chairs.
1: Did people listen to him?
0: I mean, they did, but is it because they listened or because everyone has already... read out of chairs.
1: Goddamn. Who's to
0: say, but either way, the public enemy were left buried in chairs. What the
1: fuck? <laughs> fuck you, public enemy. Have more chair.
0: Which, guys, I uh, just want to let you know, that's a huge safety hazard. If you ever go to a wrestling show... Do not throw your chair into the ring.
1: Yeah, I. that's the part I have not, like, articulated as of yet. But thinking about that does really stress me out of just mm-hmm. a man. Like, okay, I went a couple months ago to go t- to, to, to a live screening of, of the room. And, you know, mm-hmm. as you do with the room, you throw plastic spoons at the screen. And that's fine because it's they're plastic spoons. That yeah. shit ain't gonna... But when that happens, a lot of plastic spoons, like, land around you if you are in anything like other than the last row just mm-hmm. like people missed the... huh, huh. if those were if those were metal cha- folding metal chairs, chairs how how did people not just die from it and fucking on top of that, how is public enemy not dead from getting just legitimately buried in chairs being legitimately chucked into the ring what the fuck Thankfully, a lot of the chairs had
0: a good trajectory, so a good arc to it. So would take is
1: one errant chair. To I mean, yeah, somebody in the head and murder them.
0: Well, you know, it's ECW. You know, there's a certain level of uh, necessary hazard. You know, it's like a splash zone. At, the at, splash at zone of
1: death, just like that. The ECW splash zone of death. Mm-hmm. You know what? That actually does sound on brand for ECW. Never mind. Carry on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after the and after the after the cameras go off air, after they all leave, well, not go off air, but like Terry Funk and Cactus Jack leave, they're like, "Our work here is done." Yeah. And the Public Enemy eventually get up and they have get a mic and they're like, "We're gonna fucking kill you for that." Actually,
1: fuck you. <laughs> fuck you too.
0: Uh, and so the last two uh, that happened about two weeks ago, in my in term before the episode we're watching tonight. What's right. going on in the last two weeks? Uh, it's all been hype for the NWA title tournament. I mean, yes, some feuds are still going on. 911 is still beefing with Mr. Hughes, and the the Pitbulls are still beefing with Taz and Jimmy Snuka. As you do. Uh, but it's all about the NWA title right now. And so to give a little context, last time I kind of casually brought up that Eastern Championship Wrestling is part of the NWA last time, but I think with Kyle there, and it wasn't really important anyway, I didn't really expound upon it very much. So now I'm going to expound upon it. Uh, So the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, we've talked about them plenty on this podcast. They were basically like a group of promotions all working together to in the fifties through the eighties to kind of be a weird kind of regional cartel oligarchy of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of work together to stay out of each other's territories, share talent, share the champ, share championships, all a big old deal. Okay. And by the 1990s, by 1994, they were not doing great. Um, I talked about it a little bit when we talked about the WCW thing, Yeah. but Yeah, the big, their first big blow was true, like, not the first big blow, but like a big moment for the NWA is that even when the NWA as a collective was falling apart, they still could fall back on WCW or whatever they were being called at the time Mm -hmm. as like the face of the of the organization. In fact, oh. in the eyes of many fans, the NWA and WCW was one and the same.
1: Were interchangeable. Yeah, I right. I have I've had some confusion about that, and all of a sudden it makes sense. To yeah, it's be-
0: it's basically because Jim Crockett, who was the guy in charge of Jim Crockett Promotions that became WCW, he basically uh, monopolized the title. And the intellectual property because he had Ric Flair under contract. So he's like, eh, it's like my dick. You're oh. going to do whatever I want you to do. Actually, Wait, So
1: so it really is that correct me if I'm wrong here, but it really is that Ric Flair and NWA were the inseparable entities here.
0: More or less like who okay. had, who had Ric Flair had the NWA. In
1: <laughs> <century>. <laughs> he, who, he who controls the Ric Flair controls the universe.
0: Right. But technically speaking, the NWA still existed in the sense that there was still multiple organizations in one group working together. And there, and more importantly to this story, they're still the board. And I don't know if I've ever explained it on air, but basically NWA champions were determined by the board. They were basically chosen by committee that all these, all the wrestling owners who are part of the NWA, they came together and they collectively decided who was going to be the NWA champion at any given time. Okay. And if, when you look at big companies like the AWA and the WWF leaving the NWA, the number one reason why they did that is because they didn't agree with who was going to be the collective champion. So they're like, fuck you. I'm going to go make my own champion with blackjack and hookers. Okay. Okay. Like that was basically why those, that's why the WWF broke away. I'm pretty sure that's why the AWA broke away. And it's why WCW broke away is because in 1993, the NWA decided to try to big league WCW about this. They were like, Hey, now we're still an, or like you don't control the NWA. Mm -hmm. We are still an organization. You still have to get approval from us to do stuff with our titles yeah, and the WCW was like, actually, no, I don't. Fuck you, actually. Yeah. And there's a whole bit where they have uh, Rick Flair and then Rick Rude become win the NWA title without board approval. Ah, uh, there's a bunch of legal threats, and eventually WCW was like, you know what? We're just gonna leave. We're actually gonna quit the
1: NWA. We don't. Jesus need Christ! That I love the wait. So you're telling me, the thing that led to the formation of what became the single biggest, like, like the the company that became synonymous in in the West, or at the very least in all of like North America, um, with pro wrestling, um, uh, it, what what led to the creation of WWE was petty bullshit creative differences yep is what they wanted
0: uh buddy rogers to ww wwf wanted buddy rogers to be the nwa champion and they said nah bro lufez and so they buddy rogers they were like fuck you we're gonna be our own company and buddy rogers is gonna be the champion
1: how about that so wait hold up uh, this is a tangent but oh my god the late the, the fact that vincent k mcmahon is is? Oh, this so is Vincent. Infamous. Vince
0: Senior was in charge. Of this well, no, no, no right I know, no,
1: no, 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 I know, okay. I know. But I'm okay. saying modern Vince McMahon. The fact that 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 modern our Vince McMahon is so infamous for dying on stupid hills with with who he wants to become champion and pushing it no matter how dumb everyone else thinks it is. That's a fucking legacy move on his part. Little bit, a little bit. Vincent. Really
0: different- the only difference is, is that his father still respected the NWA, even though he was like, I don't need you and I don't want to be part of your organization anymore.
1: Okay, sure. Yeah, it's the little things, I guess. But yes, Vincent back Jay to w- was willing He was willing to throw them the, the respect bone. Okay. Back
0: to WCW is WCW was like, ah, ha, ha, actually, no, actually, I don't need you. you. And so they go to court over, because they're like, actually, we're going to keep your title belts too. And the, they went to court over it. And guess who has the, who legally owned the title belts?
1: Uh, I'm a, you know what? It's probably going to be the funnier answer of WCW.
0: Yep, <laughs> They legally owned the belts. What and the so, fuck?
1: How did they legally own the belts? Because
0: Jim Crockett figured out, managed to legally own the belts. So when, Ted Turner bought, so when Ted Turner bought it from Crockett, he got the belts.
1: Oh, my God. That's so good, dude.
0: So after a long, protected legal battle about it, eventually the NWA got their belts back. And so this NWA title tournament in August of 1994 is their crowning, like, re-debut they're like, the NWA is back, baby. And nice. Nice. They, and it was decided that um what would be done is that it would be hosted by Eastern Championship Wrestling because basically Eastern Championship Wrestling had a bigger TV audience than every other NWA affiliate combined. So <laughs> they were like, how about we let you be in charge of this?
1: yay let's create a new face of the nwa that definitely won't like screw us over and go under at some point
0: yeah i think the rest of that story is coming in the back half but we are setting the last two weeks has been setting up this tournament and i gotta say it kind of feels weird because knowing what i know about ecw Seeing them hitch their wagon to the NWA this hard feels weird, and and here's why it feels weird specifically, is because you know ECW is like this counterculture, like they're kind of seen as the progressive culture of wrestling, not in like not like politically progressive, but more like new ideas progressive. <laughs> in a stagnant, cartoony wrestling world, they're like pushing the boundaries and all that, and the NWA, especially in 1994 has kind of become culturally the back in my day wrestling culture. It's still like that today. It NWA today is very much playing up the hist the grand history of wrestling and how great wrestling was back in the 80s and the
1: 70s. Okay.
0: And so hearing like ECW is shit talking modern wrestling really hard especially wcw man they are going all in on shit talking wcw in that very and that's in that very petty way because of this legal battle shit and they're just going all in on like we're not like what these oh I, i'm gonna use the quote that i sent you from paul heyman that i think best describes nwa's attitude ECW's attitude towards um, uh, what wrestling is like nowadays. Because Paul Heyman said this quote, I'm mad as hell about these freaking whores who have pimped and raped and prostituted the sport of professional wrestling right into the gutter.
1: Jesus. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense as a thing for Paul Heyman to say. Um, But holy shit.
0: They all, every single, they have multiple promos people hyping this, and they obviously don't all use the same kind of language that Heyman uses. They're,
1: they're the same, mad, though. The, that the that same is... same
0: attitude.
1: That is anger.
0: Why are you so mad, bro? Because they, they, the, 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 the corporate types have changed wrestling, and then that's the, it's not the way it should be. It's not the way it used to be.
1: Jesus. Okay. And,
0: uh, Shane Douglas, uh, he's in the tournament and he cuts the promo where he also uses an excuse to shit talk Ric Flair that involved him also challenging Ric Flair to a shoot fight at Disney world.
1: <laughs> hey, it was
0: like, you can come. If you don't like what I have to say, you can come and find me in Philadelphia or hell I'll go to Orlando and we can have a fight there. That's a shoot. We're going to have a shoot. <laughs>
1: I still can't believe that WCW got to practically base itself out of Disney World for a while. Yeah, pretty wild. We should
0: watch. We should watch the Disney World era of of uh, WCW sometime.
1: Yeah, I mean, we already saw a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. That was cool shit.
0: Yeah, but no shit is wild. (laughs) right now these nwo nwa promos but they're also all just talking about how like i'm gonna be the champion a lot of these guys are cutting promos and we have the nwa title uh bracket and we are we the the, unfortunately the nwa world championship tournament show isn't really available for wide release at least not enough that like you know we're watching these that have been like restored musically that doesn't exist so i didn't watch this show which is probably for the best, that show, which is probably for the best because this show we're watching tonight, all about the fallout from that. So, you know, it's probably for the overall best. But uh, we have the tournament bracket. Excuse me while I pull that up. And I can just kind of mention what the matches are for the tournament, you know. Uh, The tournament bracket is two Cold Scorpio versus Chris Benoit uh 911 versus a mystery opponent where they don't have a, they don't have anyone out yet. Dean Malenko versus Osamu Nishimura. Nishimura is a um he was kind of a Japanese freelancer wrestler in in the 90s. And then Shane Douglas versus the Taz Maniac. So mm-hmm. those are the math tournament matches they were having on this um on this um uh, on this event. And the winner would be crowned the new NWA World Champion. Very exciting to get the belt back and have a new champion. Oh, yeah. and all that. Uh, there was one other show on a match on this show, and that ties into uh, the what happened at the end of Hardcore Heaven with the chair riot thing. So hey. at, in the aftermath of that, uh, they were they were set. They set up a match on the NWO show, NWA show. Excuse me, not the NWO show, NWA. Mm-hmm. Uh The Public Enemy versus Cactus Jack and Terry Funk for the Ayo. ECW tag team titles. So that's really been the only like new storyline that's been going on in the last couple weeks out of Hardcore Heaven. Like it's all been like NWA, NWA, NWA and recapping what happened at Hardcore Heaven. It's not been new stuff except for um, the Cactus and Terry versus The Public Enemy. And presumably they're going to talk about what happened in that on this episode. But if not, I, I guess I can casually mention it in the back half. Okay. Yeah. So that is where we're at that. We're about to have the fallout to the NWA t- world title tournament uh, on this episode tonight. And Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot one more. I forgot to talk about Sandman and Tommy dreamer because they Ooh. have a match on this show. And after um, we, they had a, a promo there was between sandman and woman that i felt was like worth talking about because it was kind of nuts is so it's after it's set after the events at hardcore heaven so like woman is fuming and sandman's like what what's the matter woman and she ants answer, eventually answers him like he kissed me and he's like who and is like who is like who do you think but woman's like tommy tommy kissed me and goes, tommy and then she starts spinning the yarn of like, you know, and you know what he did? He compared me to Peaches and he and then and who that that sets off Peaches like his ex-wife.
1: Peaches. Oh, no, that sets off
0: alarm bells with old sandman and eventually woman keeps going and she's like you know what i bet you know what i bet he's doing i bet he's with peaches right now they're they're in your house sandman drinking your beer on your bed and you know what it's not just that it's all three of them tommy dreamer peaches and tommy cairo and she just she just like keeps getting sandman progressively more angry (laughs)
1: Telling this I mean, I, I'd be pissed event. too. Neither Dreamer nor Cairo paid the low, low price that it would take to be able to sleep with Peach. Yep. So he's I'd mad. i too. My, my hustle, that, that fucking broke my hustle right there. Are you kidding me? No, All so I Sam... ask are a measly few bucks and you can do the thing. Don't expect freebies, you fucking freeloaders. You're damn right. Pay your bills, Tommy.
0: Both of you. So now Sandman is even more pissed, and that leads into their match on this episode.
1: Ooh shit, buddy.
0: hmm But yes, woman just straight up spinning bullshit to piss to make Sandman mad. Nice. <laughs> and i I thought it was very entertaining promo and wanted to bring it up.
1: I know that sounds pretty great.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want to watch the episode that we are watching, it is again the August 30th, 1994 episode of Hardcore TV. You could of course do that on Peacock if you are so inclined that is uh, that's where WWE keeps all of its streaming service stuff. but uh, guess what? We're not because we are gonna watch ECW with their original uh, music and ads. Yeah so, and the only way to do that is piracy, baby. You can find go it ho, on the Yoho Pirates Library. Look up the ECW Restoration Project, ECW Redubs. You know, you can find all this shit on the Internet Archive. It's lit. And that is what we'll be watching. But we will be back in the back half after with the, the uh, August 30th, 94 episode of, of Hardcore TV. Nice. And we are back. We have just finished ECW Hardcore TV, August 30th, 1994, and I'll start us off. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to celebrate the death of the NWA.
1: Yeah. Oh God, I am going to want to talk about that when we get there, but I did not think the transformation was going to happen such in the way that it did
0: yep uh this is such this is kind of wild to me because i picked this arc for two reasons is first to see this transition between eastern championship wrestling to extreme championship wrestling and the kind of character growth and arc of tommy dreamer through the storyline of tommy dreamer versus the sandman and both major events of that happen on the same show
1: yeah and both were wild in their own ways um mm. this is this is this was an intro these ECW w shows are so interesting because mm. in a lot of ways not a lot happens on them they are uh,
0: as someone who watches the week-to-week ones and not and not the curated ones i give for david yes especially i can
1: yeah I can say that i i I'm confused because this show seems like fifty percent recap and fifty percent actual show, and I'm kind of wondering how they have so much shit to recap. If half the half the shows are recap anyway, like it's
0: because it's because it's because those recap videos do like four months of recaps
1: of content
0: for recap. I guess
1: so, because otherwise, where the fuck would all that content come from? You're spending half your episodes goddamn recapping anyway. Yeah, it's it's a big
0: thing I don't like about it. I I get it. You know, I get, like, of the time. Like, it's unfair to use my 2022 brain to grade how they did TV in 1994. Uh, looking at, like, what ECW was
1: going yeah. for at the
0: time. Like, it yeah. seems unfair to grade them that way. No, but I also, mean, it kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, that- it's not a judgment. And it makes, in <laughs> some ways, this show really digestible but it's mm-hmm. just like i it, you just have to wonder like fuck do they just keep this extensive backlog because how the hell do they have enough content to do so much recapping in the first yeah. place where do the original clips come from austin where they're, do they even where do, which, they, which they came
0: film they filmed their house show shit which like, came hey, hey, hey. first austin the content or the reek that's an interesting question that maybe we'll we'll they will have the answer the to. yeah all right so let's go ahead and get to the first. Little bit of this show, which uh, we talked about, the in- I mentioned in the first half that the nine one one had a mystery opponent in the NWA World Title Tournament. Well, we got <laughs> the mystery. It's fucking Doink
1: the Clown. Doinks here. I never thought I'd be happy to see Doink the Clown, but it was it was like a cool little like Leo pointing meme moment.
0: Well, congrats. You're the only one who was happy to see Doink <laughs> because before the match even gets started the crowd is chanting kill the clown dude
1: everyone is so fucking mad even joey style joey styles makes several points to be to be all over here like you know i normally don't condone 911s actions but when it comes to joint Ni- uh, the clown fuck this guy we hate clowns here this is not what wrestling is. Murder him. Tear him lift from like if, Jesus Joey. Call, mm-hmm. That's how you really feel, buddy. Everyone he, hates this guy for some reason. Yeah. Poor well, I'll tell you, I'll get to, to, I'll, I'll tell you the reason is
0: is I don't know if you could tell from how I've talked about it and what we've seen before. But ECW had a huge anti-WWF and anti-WCW act. Yeah,
1: well, I got that. That's what happened the there that is that Joey this, Styles drops later yeah, on. Yeah. Is,
0: yeah, is that this is that the crowd knows doink from the wwf and the new generation and they say fuck the wwf
1: oh I my homies you hate the wwf don't,
0: you don't belong here you fucking clown
1: get yeah. out oh my god like poor doink was just here to job and get disrespected Wh- what what what, why, why, why did he, why would he agree to, is he going to stick around after this? Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. He's got a, he's got a, he has a small ECW run. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Well, that's, that's something at least, I was just like, I, I was just over here like, is this poor man hurting for money so bad that I mean, he just showed up to W, to, to ECW to, for a hot second to just lose and have everybody despise him?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also noted in the sign and the opposite direction. I noted a sign in the crown that said nine bum bum."
1: <laughs> you know what? That sounds like a great beat. Nine bum bum bum. Nine
0: nine bum bum. Yeah. Uh, the match is nine one one hits three choke slams and wins. And wins. He, he could have won after one, but the one. crowd was like one more. More
1: murder more blood for the blood god Mm -hmm. yeah this crowd is fucking nuts yeah uh and and uh, once doink has lost the the line that styles drops that i that i uh got a kick out of was one clown down bischoff and mcmahon remain i took note of that one too (laughs) yeah mad
0: like he also also makes he also makes a joke of like Clowns don't belong here and we're going to send you back to Connecticut because that's where WWF's corporate offices are, is Stanford, Connecticut.
1: Cool. Yeah, I mean, look, fuck Vince McMahon and fuck Eric Bischoff. Incredibly based. But I also just love how mad ECW Mm -hmm. is about the fact that these men exist. Like, they're they're not even being, they're just like, fuck all of you. We hate all of you. We're too good for all of you cheap sellout bastards.
0: Yeah, and then and then Paul Heyman gets on the mic, yeah, and it's like Paul Heyman
1: is here. Yeah, young, young so Paul smart.
0: Heyman in his backwards hat, and he's got his big '90s cell
1: phone. That's a yeah. And he's got he's got like the stubble and everything. I was like, who the fuck is this person? He
0: gets on the microphone, and he's and he's like, you know, This isn't a clown. This isn't a circus. You don't belong here. This is ECW, you.
1: and the yeah, crowd good. goes wild. Everyone, everybody liked that.
0: If it wasn't if the, if it wasn't technically an NWA show I feel like he absolutely would have said ec fucking w <laughs> feel like he censored himself
1: for I, NWA. Seen it. I I could I could see it
0: but yes that is that and then we cut to we have the the opening after the cold open we got the dent end in yeah that, that was na- the cold na-
1: open that's so yeah. dope
0: Mm-hmm. ecw does a lot of cold opens from what i've watched so far it's kind of it's cool because it's a a format that no other wrestling show really does
1: yeah, yeah no i i think it's a fun way to like I, I i do have to say i think it's a fun way to kick off the show like like mm-hmm. that was a, a, the squashiest squash to ever squash but like i did i did get a kick out of the fact that that it was almost like this tone setter for the episode mm-hmm. that's a cool little way of Doing it, and I mean, I feel like if they just did that for all their cold cold opens, it would get kind of old, kind of quick. But mm-hmm. like as a one off novelty, at least to my perspective, I thought it was kinda, I thought that was kind of great, especially yeah. for an episode, especially for how this episode ended up turning out. I mm-hmm. I think that's a, a brilliant uh tone setter. Actually. No, absolutely,
0: yeah. Usually they cold open with just like a recap package and a promo to from somebody depending on what storyline they want to focus on. They don't usually cold open with, like, a match like this. But, yeah, it was a great tone setter. It was pretty sweet. I was, I liked it. Hell, yeah. But then uh, we move into to- Joey Styles in-studio to kind of yeah. the intro of the show which is weird i'm used to seeing him in the nest which is Dude, ostensibly where the e he does commentary i, live love, a little dork,
1: I love little i love what a little dork joey styles looks like he's got his little suit he's got his glasses he has like kind of curly short hair mm-hmm. i i love i love this man that like will get on mic to scream about uh extreme wrestling <laughs> is he just looks like such a such a cute little goober he's got to be a professional you know yeah, I, I guess so. He can, you know, per, professional in the streets, uh, violence lover in the sheets, or something. I don't Hell, know. Well, yeah. well, to an, ex- to an extent, we'll, we'll 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 get we'll get to that and some mm. of my thoughts on how funny some of that is. But okay.
0: Yeah. So then we get to a lengthy video recap package of Tommy Dreamer in the Sandman storyline. Uh, it's set to "Let Love Rule" by Lenny Kravitz as many uh, of the yes. Sandman the Sandman's promos are all set to let love rule. It's kind of sweet, but yeah, they, they play it. And like, it's all the stuff that we've already talked about on the show. So I'm not going to mention it. Uh, yeah. Under, understander
1: these... of, to- of consent, Tommy dreamer, not once, but twice.
0: Yeah. But then, uh, we get a, pro- it enter it like before it, it, before they cut to the promo bit, they're still showing the recap video, but au- the audio cuts to a promo. And I don't know if that was intentional or bad editing, but it kind of was cool either way in my book of woman and Sandman talking. And woman is like, she wants dreamer to kiss her feet and bet and bet and get on his knees for her. And that will come up a lot later, Uh, but she wants him bloodied and beaten and destroyed. And she is getting the Sandman is going to do it. And I love, I love it. I it was, We talk about how like woman is so demanding, and Tommy Dreamer is making her more demanding. Last time, and then Sandman is literally like, "See what I got to deal with here, Dreamer." Yeah.
1: So, so Woman continues to 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 dominatrix post, and Sandman continues to boomer post about how much he hates woman having wants and needs emotionally. He hates- yeah he's uh, like then, you see what i have to put up with now because of you, yeah, Dreamer. Yeah, like, Fuck you. and
0: what then the f- i was and then he makes a remark of i'm gonna light up light your butt up and i was gonna joke about how like he censored himself for no reason but then it actually becomes kind of clever when woman ends the promo by saying one lit butt deserves another because yes. she like lights his cigarette lights yeah and then cigarette and i was like oh my god that actually turned out to be clever
1: you know what i'll give that to them that was that was cute and and it the fact it, it rolls in with sandman's cigarette motif so yeah, i'll allow I'll, I'll, that was cute
0: and then we get a title card and then like David now, fucking 90s ass itself.
1: title cards over here look like they came from an, an ancient version of windows movie maker like If you, if you said, give me like a nineties looking title card, like just the font is so goofy and like Mm -hmm. they have, they clearly have some like text effect on it to make it look fancy. It's great.
0: Yep. And then our first at local ad of the night, Carver W. Reed, I think it's a money loan service. Yeah. But. I was, it, it has this big, long, dramatic shot of this guy walk, of like, it pans down to legs you're only alone, of this guy You have nowhere to in. go
1: and, yep. and you lost all options. Where do you turn when you have no other friends? Come to where you're always welcome.
0: Carver W. Reed. I was like, yeah, yeah. we get so this
1: great. goofy shot of this dude, like, smiling big and, like, pushing his hand and, ominously toward the camera to, like, indicate a handshake. And yeah, I, I felt was, very violated in that moment.
0: Yeah, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, uh, we cut straight to the match featuring uh, Sandman versus Tommy Dreamer, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Sandman comes out to enter Sandman." Fuck yeah!
1: Yeah, I mean, you could you could say that notes.
0: it's you could see yeah, it's very on the nose for Sandman to enter to enter Sandman by Metallica. But I would also point it's fucking badass. So. Fuck yeah. And then uh, Tommy Dreamer coming out to even flow by Pearl Jam. I take the time to sing it as he's coming out. No shame. Uh, no, because, I'm here for it. Yeah, but then the second match of the night, Sandman versus Tommy Dreamer in a match where the loser gets caned.
1: Yeah, it's technically, it. I, I feel like they called it a Singapore cane match, but it's not your it's, typical. It's, it's,
0: it's very, it, I'm pretty sure it's just a normal match where the loser gets beaten with a cane. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, Dreamer, as soon as he gets into the he starts, he's going hard. This man is lighting, has lighting Sandman's butt up, <laughs> but <laughs> but no, se- seriously, Dreamer just wails into Sandman, and Sandman kind of doesn't get a reprieve for a hot minute.
0: Yeah, I-, I noted right before they cut to another ad Tommy Dreamer takes a steel chair, he swings it at, to- at um Sandman's head. He does. Ducks- yeah. And then Tommy Dreamer hits him in the back, back of the with head it with it. Yeah, I insane. was like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, also shout out to this thing having like commercial break two minutes back on air and then another fucking Oh
0: absolutely break. weird ad ad placements here. I what was is this? Fan. Tubi? Yeah, I was not a fan hey. of this ad placement hey. at all. Hey, fuck Tubi. We're not fuck in a good Tubi. place for Tubi right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get an ad for instant hair plus. Which is like some ad, which is some like spray on that you put on your bald spot to cover it up and make it look like natural hair.
1: I do I do appreciate that as for as much as they're trying to be topical 90s extreme TM, they still know they they probably have a decent amount of viewership of like dudes who are old enough to be balding and they're still trying to like pull off this like crazy extreme wrestling shit dude just for them
0: there is an ad that we we I've had it a couple of times we didn't get it tonight it is an ad for the tickety bear um pack where it's like it's this teddy bear for children to help them go to sleep so it's like a teddy bear and a book and a v and it's like a cassette tape where like it's a cassette tape set where like every episode ends on a cliffhanger so the idea is that like you the kids are excited to go to sleep so they can hear the cliffhanger for the next episode the next night it's the tickety bear packet. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is on
1: ECW. You know, two thoughts there. One, I didn't realize that Vince Russo, uh, had a, had a, had a side gig as a children's bedtime, (laughs) bedtime story product promoter, uh, with that kind of marketing philosophy. No. Also, also uh clearly the second most demanding demographic of ECW viewers behind men old enough to be balding are young mothers with small children.
0: Yeah, it's it was it it was hilarious. Like I was like, "The fuck is this?"
1: <laughs> that's but, that's so beautiful. But I
0: I am I am 100% intrigued by this notion of idea that they're like we're going to give we're going to like tell this story like we're gonna give these kids this like cassette tape story with their their teddy bear but we're gonna break it up into parts and have cliffhangers so that they only can watch one listen to one part per night so they want to go to bed the next night so they can hear the next part it's absolutely incredible
1: alternatively the creators of Tickety Bear are huge fans of the old Doctor Who serial structure. We're all part of <laughs> the, <laughs> the finale. Must end on a cliffhanger. They got well, fucking. They got fucking Philip Hinchcliffe in here as their as their head writer. <laughs> well, uh,
0: you'll know. We would know. That we would know. We'll, if I have to get the Tickety Bear uh, story to cassette to know. But if every cliffhanger is then undone, undone at the beginning immediate. of the next episode, you know, then we'll know that we'll, we will we'll have cracked the case.
1: I think I somehow get the feeling that has to be the case, right? Like, you can't do like mid-story cliffhangers like that without having some bullshit to stop the thing from being like that catastrophic. It has That's to.
0: Interesting thought. Okay. So next anyway. time we next time we need a bo- we need an extra episode of this show. We're gonna go listen to the tickety, tickety there. cassette tapes and and break this down.
1: I would love. We talk we talk about how we go off on weird tangents on this show. Just just lean in at this point. Just mm-hmm. go find this old fucking nineties product cassette tape teddy bear bullshit and and try to do a a legitimate artistic analysis of this of this children's bedtime story gimmick
0: all right yeah but but anyway wrestling
1: um wrestling on my wrestling podcast never (laughs) disgusting uh
0: after that um Basically, the match uh, Tommy Dreamer hits a DDT on uh, Sandman, and Sandman on the way down knocks the ref over. And yeah. so, woman gets in the ring with a with a with her kendo stick. And they do a lot of teasing of like, oh, uh, woman's gonna hit Tommy Dreamer, oh, oh Tommy's no. gonna kiss woman again. Uh, oh, no, Sandman's gonna hit woman, oh no, Tommy's gonna accidentally hit woman. And eventually, what happens is, woman hits Tommy Dreamer with it with the singapore cane and then sandman hits the ddt for the pin one two three that's the whole thing the match is very quick because the whole story is what happens after
1: yeah pretty much i i love yeah i love that this entire match is tommy dreamer going to fuck the town on sandman and then a mm-hmm. little bit of shenanigans and dreamers down fuck you <laughs> he's, fuck he's done you. immediately just yeah. just immediately so okay um we did as a little bit of a preamble once this loss happens by dreamer styles and and evidently some of his compatriots higher up at the ecw network are uh rather scandalized by the fact that dreamer is going to get these lashes they feel it is unjust it is un. it, it is wrong he had he he had Sandman on the rope. So, why does Sandman be the one to get the lashes? Because, and I just have to sit like, guys, you do realize what company you work for. Wait, why we're not are- extreme yet. Get like, a minute. A, yeah, but like they still seem to really lean into that persona, mm-hmm. like everything. But it's so much so that the fucking commissioner that you said is only like a half kayfabe commissioner,
0: the yeah. Todd, okay, so Todd Gordon is the K is like comes in as, as the kayfabe commissioner, but he's also like half owner with Paul Heyman in, okay. in, in real life. But like in, in the kayfabe, Paul Heyman is just a manager, he's just and Todd kayfabe. Gordon is the only guy in charge,
1: yeah, okay, but. Todd Gordon, for some reason, is like, yeah, we can restart the match. Why? Why do we give a shit? The this stakes is he he were up? just
0: so high that we don't want an unfair finish.
1: Don't fuck yourself. Not a- Tommy Dreamer, uh, for all the delightful things I have to say about him with the uh, uh, rather low opinion I have of, of who he is as a person, yeah. Um. Uh. It, I give him credit. He's the only damn person who knows what company he works for. Cause he's, he's basically no fuck all of you. I'm taking these lashes. Like the, that was the rule. Like what? Yeah. The, he what takes, from...
0: like, like Todd Gordon tries to get the match restarted, but Tommy Dreamer is like, no, I know what I signed up for. I lost the match. I'll take the lash. I'll take the lashes.
1: Yeah. Um, and styles continues to be extremely scandalized mm-hmm. by this. I, and, yeah. and I, Okay so so we go into this segment and Austin you will recall um in the past it might I think I think it was the Restalicious episode when I uh, questioned you on the ethics of sneakily making your podcasting partner watch softcore porn with you for our show I now have to ask the same of just just having me Watch kink porn with you because what (laughs) proceeded to happen? (laughs) What proceeded to happen, Austin? What, what, what we watched for the next like ten minutes was it was just a BDSM scene, Austin. It was it was just kink. It was that that was not that that was that was just we saw what should have been taking place in a in a dungeon where everyone was like I guess the audience was consenting but like. But, like, cr- Christ, we, because here's what happened. Tommy right, Dreamer, continue. Well, Tommy, like, he, he lets down his little suspenders, which I have to say, I like his little get up with the suspenders. I think that's He's great. He's not going to have
0: that for too much longer. I'm a sucker for so,
1: suspenders, so that is a mm-hmm. nice touch. Uh, but he lets them down, and he leans himself up against the rope, and, and Sandman's there with the k- Kendo, st- I'm sorry, Singapore cane, uh you know to to wind up but woman is is there with a the mic the whole time to sort of narrate the experience to dear to dear thomas and she in the the most femme voice she can conjure is basically saying i can make this all stop tommy if you kneel da- if you bow down and kiss my feet and she says it like that Every single time she yeah, says okay. those words, every time she puts the goddamn mic to her mouth, and she says it the same way every single time. It's like uh, it's 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 like a dominatrix trying to bring us like a punishment home. Like we just watched a king scene. Honestly. It was great. I appreciated it. I love this whole like long protracted segment. It was great and harrowing. But what the fuck? Why are they putting this on TV? This belongs in a dungeon. And this a sport is home. Heck. like stream this, this is this is, is porn hub in the 90s BR, apparently we BR,
0: brb i'm gonna go upload this to not porn hub because they they're I, I don't have a verified account oh, but some other porn site on our and just clip it and put it up so Absolutely. brb on that one but yes uh so to the point of this scene i think let's analyze the the point some larger points here outside of kink um
1: that is the only point no bonk! <laughs> damn it wait i have a i have a i have a bat i can bonk myself oh, i don't know where it is never mind yeah,
0: okay <laughs> well now you can, no you can't use the bat because I, you didn't knock me out for 10 seconds Then you oh shit the you're bat. right
1: you're right why would i why why i'm I'm so i'm so sorry how could i betray such sacred rules yeah. in that way Any,
0: anyway so like pete we talk about like tommy dreamer as like the face of ecw like mm-hmm. the cult the hero the people's hero but he wasn't always that character he was seen as a pretty boy and kind of not not someone the crowd like They didn't necessarily, I don't think they hated Tommy Dreamer, but like they were like, whatever, this dude. What, who cares about this guy? And this was a pivotal moment to make the crowd love Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer's character for the rest of his goddamn career is going to be, I'm hardcore. I can take it all. I'm just a regular dude, but I can take all the punishment because I'm hardcore. And it all starts here where we get this long protracted segment of woman being like all you have to do tommy is is bow and kiss my feet and that we can we don't have to do this lashes thing and he's like no i'm a man i'm taking the lashes
1: yeah he he was he was dedicated he so much so yet another Point for this being fucking kinky is, is at one point woman is doing the whole this I can all I can make this all stop Tommy if you just bow and kiss my feet and to- Tommy is like four or five lashes in takes the fucking grabs the fucking mic and just goes Thank you, sir. May I have another before going well, back on the ropes? Like, okay, Jesus. that's not the
0: first one I wrote down, but of course I did write that down. But like a couple of them in, she says like, "You can get on your knees and kiss my feet," and he goes, "You can get down on your knees and kiss my kiss ass." My
1: ass. Huge Brad energy, mad respect, but uh, yeah. oh, but, but but also hol- holy listen,
0: shit, the whole this this is ten minutes of woman asking if you would like to use the safe
1: word, and he refuses. <laughs> tommy dreamer refuses tommy dreamer he, he i mean i appreciate the, i appreciate the the, the psychological fucker even all. That, that was the other thing mm-hmm. like tommy's getting like physically battered on one side and emotionally battered on the other and he's just here standing goddamn mm-hmm. tall i mean god if you want to create a hardcore hero this is kind of the way to do it
0: it absolutely is perf it's so perfectly designed for ecw and, like, I wrote, damn those bruises, though, because hot shit, his back is fucked. Like,
1: oh my, God. talk about the
0: oh relative God. safety of the kendo sticks, and they, yeah. there are, but also, Sandman is fucking swinging, and, like, Tommy Dreamer's back is, like, bloodied up and bruised, and it's gross.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, no, taking hits to the back, like, that is not pretty. Like, mm-hmm. you're gonna, like, not only gonna, like, 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 like that's something that, 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 that's a harder service that's that's not gonna absorb pain as well as like as like i don't know if you were like hitting him on the ass or something like 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 that's just that's just gonna fucking take it then and there and you're just gonna have to deal with it and you props you can tell like tommy is in legit pain there he's only
0: he's only half selling like, this is, this is, is real this pain. is,
1: this is pretty legit, like, shooting, this is pretty straight up mm-hmm. shooting at this point, especially, like, later on, uh, the further this goes on, the more of a shoot this becomes, I'm pretty sure, and, mm-hmm. I mean, credit where credit is due, in a, in an era where, like, kayfabe is kind of starting to break, doing mm-hmm. something like this, where you can't sidestep, like, I made fun of, I made fun of Joey Styles for being all, like, scandalized and freaked out about this, where I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, this is, mm-hmm. you know. Standard BDSM scene, okay, (laughs) but like, but like, this is legit. Like, like you, what? He is in that legit pain, and the audience, you can't deny that this is something that this man is truly physically enduring, and it does make you really respect him. Like, holy shit!
0: Yep, but then yeah, he like, how about halfway through? He's, he does say he does take he does say that. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yeah, and he repeats that a couple of times the rest of the way. But yeah, it's it's a really compelling scene in a way that I'll be honest, I haven't always felt about ECW from what I've watched so far.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, goddamn,
0: uh, it that was, was really that was. Good.
1: I mean, for like ten goddamn minutes of complete non-wrestling and just watching a dude get put in. A lot of pain. God, it was it was it was one of the most affecting segments of this whole thing. Mad respect. That was really actually cool to watch. Yeah. And Joey Styles does an absolutely
0: fantastic job of putting of selling this this story here of like once obviously, yeah. Obviously, he's scandalized at the beginning of this idea of he's gonna take these lashes, but I think he really does shine as this as it goes on, and he's like, Tommy. You don't have to do this. everyone would, no one would, would no one would see you, would respect you less if you just t- kissed her feet. Like he was almost begging that Tommy actually look after his own safety here, and he made sure to be like, man, this this guy is so tough that he's fighting through this and still standing. Absolutely incredible. Like I think Joey Styles was at his finest in this for a lot of this segment.
1: Oh my god. I mean again, Joey Styles continues to mm. put in the goddamn work, being the only one on commentary. You need to make some of this some some of this like goofy, nonlinear shit land. But mm. yeah, I mean I didn't even think about it now. but yeah, he really helped sell the emotionality of, of all of this. Again, mm. like I I made fun of him, but at the end of the day, it helped add to the effect that he kind of was the trying to be the quote unquote voice of reason here uh, <clears> of <throat> This is such a this is such an ordeal to go through. Get out of there while you still can't. Just like even, even as the audience was was chanting for Tommy to kind of take like the audience started to get into it. He's like, mm-hmm. one more, take one more. Um, it was it was cool to have Joey Styles there to kind of be this grounding force for what the quote unquote reasonable reaction should be, and mm-hmm. to let Tommy of his own accord stand in such stark contrast to that and be so proud throughout all of it. Like that's the other cool contrast is he doesn't have the concern or fear that 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 person who is not going through this Joey Styles does. He's just, yeah, let's fucking go. God, that's some brilliant writing and performing on there. Yeah. I gotta give him props.
0: And then it all ties in because he gets the 10 lashes. And he still stands up of his own power and gets in Sandman's face and is like, that's all you got?
1: Yeah, yeah, he final. asked for more after the 10! That's one, the craziest part, too! That was the part where I was like, what the fuck? I kind of became Joey's Styles for a second. I'm like, no, get out of there!
0: One final act of defiance! is it was great and then sandman does clock him one more time as after dreamer turns his back to kind of emphasize that sandman is a dirt bag
1: oh yeah i mean fuck this guy at this point mm. what a piece of shit yep. i and and woman the the maniacal dominatrix calculating all of this behind the scenes mm. i I, I do appreciate her as kind of like the ultimate power player here too yeah of uh, uh, sandman almost as kind of being effectively her hired muscle because this band age they wouldn't let her you know get in ring with someone like Tom right 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 but i do I do like that mm-hmm
0: and then we i, I we uh, we immediately cut to a to a, a uh, ad for bring you can bring ecw to your hometown to your community to your school <laughs> I was like, this is fantastic. Uh, Yeah. ECW is for the kids.
1: ECW is for, yeah. Uh, On, on top of that, uh, you know, I think, I think after watching that, I'm going to have to pass on the ECW hardcore phone line. I don't want to know what those wrestlers are saying. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, and I especially don't appreciate the option for children to call, even with parents permission. Children should not be calling that, uh, that, that phone line period oh God
0: mm-hmm. all right so then we get to the to the main event of the evening but first we get a video package detailing the NWA title tournament uh we get to we see you know uh Shane Douglas defeats Taz the Tasmaniac uh two cold Scorpio defeats Chris Benoit um Shane Douglas defeats
1: Dean Malenko, Dean Malenko. which team dean can we talk for a second (laughs) i nobody should be taking their selling notes from vincent k mcmahon okay dean gets fucking spiked on the head and he starts just jolting like a fucking flopping fish (laughs) he literally looked like a fish on dry land flop trying to flop back to the water sporadically like like just radically what was that? It was so goofy. It was. I wish you guys yeah. could have seen this. It was yeah, it was like flop, flop, flop yep. <laughs> multiple
0: times. What? And then, uh two cold Scorpio defeats nine one one in a ridiculous bunch of nonsense to kind of keep nine one one from getting pinned. So what happens is that Doink the Clown comes back out in the middle of the match and just starts beating Paul Heyman's ass. Though we don't get to see it because the camera, the only camera that exists is the hard cam that is Paul Heyman and Doink are on the other side of the ring from it. So you cannot see Paul Heyman on the ground getting his ass whooped. But but 911 does go to go fight Doink off. And then suddenly... A second Doink appears and starts whooping 911 with a chair. And as we see, they the original Doink pulls the hair off and it's fucking it's Shane, Shane Douglas, Douglas in Doink getup.
1: For some so, reason.
0: Well, because it's the Mr. Hughes thing, remember? Mr. Hughes and 911 and Shane Douglas is yeah. Mr. Mr. Hughes's muscle is Shane Douglas.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. But mm-hmm. like but like why disguise yourself as doink for that? Yeah, it's weird.
0: But then uh lol, uh 911 loses by countout in all this. Yeah. Games. Yeah. So fuck that and fuck you. D- you. Two cold Scorpio moves on. And so that means that the NWA tournament final is Shane Douglas versus Two Cold Scorpio. And then we get our next ad of the evening for the Collector's Classic VHS. For $19.95, you can get a collection of classic sci-fi on VHS, including 12 minutes of Star Trek outtakes.
1: That are censored for some reason. I don't know why well, they I,
0: censored it on the on the ad.
1: I I can only assume that at least six of those minutes are just Shatner posting hog as a joke, bro. <laughs>
0: And then, uh, in the absolute best bait and yeah. I've ever seen, they add so in some classic, you know, buy now and get a second thing free bit. Yeah. They sell a second VHS tape and they show clips of Arnold Schwarzenegger and they're like, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And then they quickly throw in it's the making of Terminator yes. 2. Yeah
1: it's uh, they're like they're like we'll we'll give you terminator 2 judgment day and i was like oh wait that's actually kind of a dope deal i would actually spring for that just to get the the making of well fuck you i guess
0: (laughs) now you get the making of video it's gonna throw that thirty whole
1: minute and and you know what i will give you this of all the making ofs to get T2 is one of the better ones, because, you know, that's the one everybody likes to meme of, meme on, of, Mm -hmm. of, oh, look at this brilliant combination of sci-fi and, or of of CG and practical effects, that confuse the eye and make you unsure of what's what sometimes, and isn't it so cool, and look at all the cool animatronic work we have go, but, like, still... What a fucking middle finger to everyone who got briefly excited about the fact that they could maybe get T2 Judgment Day, one of the best sci-fi movies of all time on VHS for free by buying this other schlock that ECW was hawking at the time. God damn
0: it. Yep. Uh, But nope, it's the making of uh, Terminator 2. Uh, but then we get to uh the final match of the evening Shane Douglas versus two cold scorpio for the NWA title. My first note this is wrestling, clap, clap, clap.
1: Yeah, I mean, that 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 it was indeed
0: like uh, we not ECW TV matches are usually kind of bullshit, but not always. I but. We, from what we've watched on this podcast, the first five matches we've watched on this podcast was a bunch of bullshit. It was Sandman whooping Mikey Whipwreck's ass, Terry Funk beating a Jobber, Shane Douglas beating down an injured Tommy Dreamer, yeah. and then nine one one squashing Doink, and then Tommy and Sandman going for a minute and a half. So, and then finally, somewhere. We get like a good 15 to 20 minute match between Shane Douglas and two cold Scorpio.
1: Yeah. And it was, I mean, yeah. What an aft way to put it. This is wrestling.
0: Well, no, they, they, these are two guys who actually are pretty good at technical wrestling and they showed it off really well in this match.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. No, this was, this was actually a really solid match. I, Mm. I get, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed this one. I, I, uh, we were giving praise to Joey Styles for being able to carry a lot of this shit. You know, not everything he says is going to be, says is going to be a hit. He points out that Chain Douglas is, you know, very unique style of not only beating you physically but mentally
0: yeah, you didn't hear you didn't you didn't didn't catch this line because then i just made a joke at it but yeah he like makes this line like this is why shane douglas is unlike any other wrestler in the world today he can beat you physically but he wants to beat you mentally really really can beat that get your head with a in-ring psychology and i'm like oh yeah so unique a wrestler who plays mind games definitely unique um uh, yeah
1: three hashtag three edgy five me yeah
0: uh but overall it's again it's a night it's a really cool back and forth kind of a technical match and mm-hmm. uh, And if at one point they start brawling to the outside and like tommy dreamer uh excuse me it's hot toe cold scorpio uh sends shane douglas over the rinky dink guardrail into the crowd and they start fighting in the crowd and joey styles is like well I guess you know this is NWA, but you know wh- who is just Philadelphia. So who's surprised that it turned into a fight in the crowd?
1: Yeah, uh, okay. I love that Shane Douglas gets yeeted onto a guardrail. He goes over the guardrail, and what Joey Styles has to say about it, is, and the franchise is in trouble. Yeah, I fucking say he's in trouble. That man just got that man just got bumped to hell and went into the crowd. Ripperoni. Yeah, and
0: then two gold Scorpio goes and follows him, and just kind of beats his ass in the crowd, and fa- and you can see none of it because they're surrounded by by fans, and they only got one I know camera. they just
1: goddamn disappear. That you know what? Camera work is not always up to snuff on these shows. What a shocker!
0: Now a few times they were they didn't have the action centered, and I was Joe, and I was like, camera, sh- center it. What are you doing? Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I have to say. They- I do, to an extent, appreciate how the technical sloppiness at times can add to the grunge. It does kind of mm. add to the effect a little bit. As cliche as that might be to say, I mean, seeing these two motherfuckers just kind of disapp- legitimately disappear into the crowd for a little bit, but knowing that they're just, like, murdering each other, mm. it, it's kind of a cool effect. I I feel yeah. like I'm so passe for pointing this out, but it is. like if you're here to experience like the offbeat off mainstream grunge wrestling, yeah, this is kind of the best way to, to get it from, from the comfort of your own home. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the effect. So yeah.
0: Yeah. But then, uh, you know, the match again, it's, it's a lot of like Shane Douglas is a little bit more technically sound and two cold Scorpio has got a little more athleticism to him and he can pull out some of the high flying moves. And the match ends where Shane Douglas, uh, two gold Scorpio has got Shane Douglas down and he goes for his moon for the moonsault, the top rope moonsault. He's gonna win, but he missed. But Shane Douglas rolls out of the way, he gets uh, Shane, um, two gold Scorpio for the belly to belly suplex, slams him down one, two, three. Shane Douglas is the new NWA world champion.
1: Yeah, Shane Douglas for the, for the dub and he 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 well first too cold gets on mike and is like you know what man good on you 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 earned it you're a solid fucking guy you won this uh don't but also don't think for a second i won't be on your ass and mm-hmm. and then shane gets on mike he's like you know what fair enough that's pretty great now let me get my damn victory speech.
0: yeah uh, all right him
1: still finding time to shit on flair in his victory speech. yeah all
0: right, all right let's Let's yeah, break, break it down. down for me, buddy. Is there a Shane Douglas? He gets on the microphone. and He goes, you know, in as in front of God and my father tonight. He uses that phrase a, a couple of times. Is he talks about how he's the NWA champion now, and he starts naming off NWA champions. He's like, he's talking about like Bruno San Martino and Lufez and uh, but and Terry Funk, the man who'll never die, and Barry Windham. And the original nature boy, Buddy Rogers, looking up in heaven right now. Not, no,
1: not even the, the real nature boy. The real, he the real
0: nature boy. Because if you didn't Yeah, know, that's
1: why we're shitting on Flair. Because he's yeah, like he the real he, nature boy. Fuck if you, you.
0: If you weren't aware, uh, Rick Flair is, goes by the nature boy. He took that moniker from Buddy Rogers. And so, uh, you know. And it's not the kind of thing that there's like real heat for or anything, but like Shane Doug is like, you know what? Fuck you, fuck you. The real Nature Boy is Buddy Rogers, and and he eventually and he's naming off you know who else he names off a bunch of people. Uh, he at one point does get to Ric Flair, and he like pauses and he's like, Ugh, I guess I have to say this one too, don't I? Uh, mm-hmm. Ric Flair. Yeah. And Harley Race and the fat man Dustin Dusty Rhodes because he didn't particularly like Dusty Rhodes either. And
1: yeah. yeah, what a what a dick thing to say. The fat man, okay, fuck you too. Yeah,
0: and then and, and Rick Steamboat. And he, he likes a look at the belt, and he's like, this is, such, wow, this is such a pretty thing. And he he, I think Rick's he has Rick Steamboat because it's the last name, and he goes, mm-hmm. and they can all kiss my ass and he throws the belt down and yep. he proceeds to say that he will not have the torch passed to him from a, for a company that died 7 years ago and he is the franchise and then he, he takes his ECW belt and he exclaims that he is the ECW World Champion which is distinct from he was not. It is usually the mm-hmm. ECW championship. Now he, he is the world champion, emphasizing that he is the world champion because he is the champion of the EC of ECW, not the NWA.
1: Yeah, uh, and the crowd is super into this, and it starts chanting "Flair is dead." Well, before that,
0: Jeez. they before that they chant ECW so loud you can't. Scorpio goes back on the microphone, presumably to be yeah. Like, He'll be like, yeah, okay, I'll fight you for the ECW title. Can't hear shit because the crowd is too busy chanting ECW. Like, I know this up. But then, yeah, as it fades to black from this scene, they are chanting, Flair is dead. Flair is dead.
1: Yeah, holy shit. And the NWA is big mad TM about this. We we cut over to an, an NWA rep getting interviewed, and he's like, they're like,
0: Dennis, Oh, Dennis, yeah. uh,
1: Cora Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, and they're like, Oh, Mr. Coraluzzo, what do you think of this? He's like, well, yeah, obviously he's the NWA champion, whether he likes it or not. And I need to have a serious talk with, yeah. uh, with ECW a, about, he, he, about we're this. Gonna
0: have, we're going to have him stripped of both belts. Cause he doesn't deserve. He to doesn't, be he, chan-
1: fr- he doesn't frankly deserve to be the NWA. Yeah. TV All champion, right. Whatever.
0: Now I'm going to cut in and we're going to finish the story about the NWA. So. Uh, What happened here is that in night is as we talked about right now, NWA is kind of fucked because in 1994, they don't, they everybody, everybody leave them, they are fed up with this world. Uh, Mm -hmm. Everybody betray them, and everybody, but everyone betray me. I'm fed up with this world, world. Uh, but Tommy Dreamer or
1: Tommy was so you decide, Mm.
0: yeah. So the NWO, NWA, oh my god, is uh, stuck, is kind of stuck with. Eastern Championship Wrestling and Dennis the Dennis old Dennis here actually has a big part to play because he was concerned that uh EC- ECW was going to monopolize the belt like Jim Crockett did. And so he was publicly shitting on the notion of EC, like he he wanted to personally oversee this tournament, like over, stepping over Jim Crockett, who was ba- who was involved with the NWA at this time, and kind of stepped over people's toes, who kind of like openly so distrust in Eastern Championship Wrestling, and he also like his comments to Shane du- about Shane Douglas were also kind of legit, like he thought Shane Douglas was a punk. And he didn't trust him. And he even told other NWA affiliates, don't book this guy because I, I don't trust him. And we I don't want him to be NWA champion. And so this pissed off Todd Gordon and Paul Heyman. And they both thought, we don't need the NWA. Like, like WWF and the AWA and WCW before them. Mm. They said, you know what? Uh, we don't need the NWA. And so they, Todd and Paul, secretly plotted this whole thing. Didn't tell NWA. Didn't tell anybody that Paul Shane Douglas is going to win this belt and then trash them, lie and then trash them live.
1: Wait, no, it was a shoot. No yep. fucking way. Yeah, NWA I was wondering was not in on this. I was wondering. I literally, I literally have in my notes what the fuck three question marks is this a shoot three question mark holy shit yep oh my god that's brilliant yep and that was uh... that's actually a shoot oh my fuck holy shit what oh my god wait we just then that means we 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 just watched like one of the moments in all of pro wrestling history just now With that Mm -hmm. being real, what the fuck? Yeah,
0: that was all. That was all a coordinated coordinated backstab and on the NWA and oh, yeah, and all that shit about how uh, Todd Gordon uh, he comes on screen after the Dennis interview. Yeah, he's like, Yeah, uh, I'm killing NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling in its place. Will be ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling. That was all very legit. Is they use this NWA tournament, this grand return for the NWA after fighting in court for a year over their over their intellectual property with WCW. This was supposed to be their grand return. And ECW said, fuck that. Fuck you. We are going to sabotage the whole event. We're going to sabotage shit. the whole thing.
1: Holy shit! Oh my god! Yeah, ECW is dead. Long live ECW! Oh my god! <laughs> that that's so cool. Yeah, that's really and, really yeah, cool.
0: Like if you want to plot out the last shred. Of real credibility the NWA had. Tech, really, it truly died when WCW told them to fuck off. But, like, ECW kind of pissed on the grave and made sure they stayed dead.
1: So, I, what I'm hearing is that after I watched just a live Kink Dungeon scene, you also had me watch a, a, just a brutal murder on wrestling TV at the end of this. Yeah, a little wow. bit. Wow. Wow. Wow, man, this is wild. That's, no, that legitimately, the fact that that's real makes this one of the most badass things yeah. we've watched for this entire podcast.
0: Yep, this wow. is Shane Douglas's career peak. His, his this is his magnum opus. Is burying NWA into the ground.
1: That's insane to me. And wow, like, imagine having not- that much cojones. Oh my god.
0: They only moderately ever came. Like the closest is like they were originally associated with TNA when TNA was kind of at its low at, at its it, before TNA got bigger
1: mm-hmm.
0: and get, and you can guess what happened at one point with TNA,
1: Did TNA, TNA also said,
0: them over TNA said, I don't think we need you anymore, NWA. Man. We're gonna do our own thing.
1: <laughs> Man, I need the I need the poor NWA to catch a fucking break. Jesus.
0: And then they had a big and then they come back in all in, almost in 2019, and then the pandemic hits, and then they start getting the appearances from the NWA women's champion on AEW. And then AEW says <laughs> Sorry, NWA, we, we don't, don't need, need you anymore. You anymore. <laughs> no, these it poor is, boys, it is the last, it is I, in my book, that's the lasting legacy of the NWA is everybody else saying,
1: We don't need you Maybe anymore. You will turn Go out away, I'm on the road to hell on the railroad line. <laughs> NW, uh, you know, I got to give him props for relentless optimism.
0: (laughs) What the fuck, dude? Yeah. But yes, we talk about the birth of Extreme Championship Wrestling. It's right here. When they broke off from the NWA and renamed themselves Extreme Championship Wrestling.
1: God Goddamn yeah i was not expecting the nw or the east or ecw as extreme Championship. i was not expecting you to get birth in this way that was that was incredible that was a masterpiece right there and i mean what a way to rebrand god i i'm just i'm just awestruck that was that was really i mean evil evil is all hell holy Mm -hmm. shit but especially if you're gonna make this like the extreme off the rails. We'll do whatever shit we want. Company. I mean, that's the tone setter right there. I, yep. Th- I mean, and I mean, this is what the fucking doink jabber squash was was prefiguring. This idea of just spitting on everyone around you. Fuck you. We're the real thing, and we'll do we'll do things how we want to. Everyone mm. else can go fuck themselves. Wow
0: the doink getting booed out of the building was a precursor for what was to come
1: you know what i take back whatever shit i said about ecw feeling kind of like weird and eh last time no i'm here for this now this is fucking great oh my (laughs) god
0: hell yeah and then uh right before we leave we get this little bit with the fucking public enemy, man, I cannot escape these people. They get a promo Gosh. every, they get a promo every, every goddamn single episode. time. I cannot escape them. It's one I will but, say It's
1: one far more bearable than the dumb shit they were doing last. Yeah, cuz
0: they cuz when they they come, they sneak onto the, like the backdrop where they usually do interviews. Yeah. And they like have a graffiti, have a spray paint and they graffiti over Eastern and spell out Extreme.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they were Feeling the need to be snow so sneaky there i mean at that point they were just making the sign accurate i don't know why yeah, they were pretty, worried about getting yeah it pretty gone.
0: sure the show was over too nobody who cares
1: yeah who who gives the shit like i i don't think they have like nwa officials on site who are going to arrest you like that's the mm-hmm. property of the company you work for and i don't think they're going to have much use for that sign after this so yeah. i don't know why you feel the need to be so sneaky but okay sh- uh, sure, yeah, they, go they, have they, your they, fun boys
0: a graffiti extreme and then yeah. you know, John and uh and uh Rocco uh Rocco Rock. Yeah, that's that's it. Johnny yeah. Grunge and Rocco Rock. I gotta remember their I forget some of their names. Uh but Rocco Rock is like, <laughs> if you thought we were extreme before, eh, just wait now
1: yeah he gets like demon fest he's like just wait to see what comes next like yeah they got
0: they got yeah he's got that vocal inflection that he does all the time he has his oh (laughs) i got my gooey voice here and then i could the down here for this part too
1: yeah i i mean goofy as those two chuckleheads are i have to say even that was a pretty cool cap off to this Mm -hmm. like I, I gotta give him props. That would that was that was actually pretty legit. I think that I think that was a great way to end the episode. Like like it was mm-hmm. a great image. Like they were kind of scowling into the camera. And I mean after what just happened, yeah, it worked. Even with those dumb asses leading the charge, I kind of felt it. God damn, good on this this big moment being so epic that it even got me to kind of be into the public enemy for a hot second. Yeah, and no, wow. that's
0: weird. But yeah, that is uh, the our episode of easily one of the most momentous episodes of hardcore TV they ever did.
1: Yup. Oh boy. Uh,
0: yeah, we we've covered it, but like, it's so wild that like the lashes thing and the NWA is dead thing happened on the same episode.
1: Yeah, that God, this is I mean. How is this regarded in the in the legacy of of ECW? These early ECW because this seems like this is a big episode.
0: Everybody loves this shit. Like this is a big highlight
1: of early
0: ECW.
1: Like this has this has to be one of the like most iconic episodes of ECW TV, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, well, probably not thought... People don't usually think of ECW moments in terms of, like, episodes of TV. They think of ECW moments. But both, yeah, of the I moments I, I, but both of the moments I have listed on the bottom here, yeah, both of those are, like, big-time iconic moments that, like, people talk about with ECW.
1: God, that's what I love about this show, dude. It's, like, is like getting to visit some of the most iconic moments in all of wrestling or, d- or discovering hidden gem moments. Mm-hmm. And... God, when they're impactful enough like they kinda were tonight, it almost feels like we're there in real time experiencing it ourselves. It's kind of really cool. God, yep. god, that was dope. Oh my god. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was super cool. Yep. I'm 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 all bought in on the ECW train la- right Ooh. now. I I thought we were still kinda have like gonna have some like goofy shit when I can. no, I'm here for it now. This is yep. this is super cool. God could- damn it.
0: We could probably stop here, but I would. There are some a few more things from this Tommy Dreamer Sandman stuff oh, I'd like please. to hit on, so we will get please? to that in the future. As Hell for yeah. next episode, now if you're used to our regular schedule, you would argue
1: <laughs> normally. What regular we would, schedule?
0: Well, our, we usually have a pretty decent pattern of like yeah. when we, of what order we hit things in, mm. and normally, well, we would have the finale to the Katie Vick arc, uh, incredibly, but here is the thing is if you're keeping up with the numbers. Our next episode is episode 69. Nice. Now, nice indeed. And I had I thought to myself, there is no better time for us to have our first episode with this subject matter than on episode 69.
1: Oh god. And
0: so next time on episode 69 will be our first episode. Of TNA Impact.
1: Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Yes! 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 <laughs> Big Papa Pump, here
0: I come! Oh yeah! Scott Steiner is on this. Is on that episode. I can guarantee yes. You that.
1: Yes! I want him to teach me all of the math let's go the numbers professor what do they mean
0: yep that is for next time until then david hit our plugs
1: yes sir my friends my dear dear friends thank you for joining us on yet another very exciting episode of the noobs and knockouts podcast thank you so much for being here if you are a returning listener, viewer, what have you, thank you so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, what have you. We're, we're just glad to have you here. Just keep coming back. It's a good time. You already know that. For people who's your first time with us, welcome. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're a longtime veteran fan of the wild whack world of this wrestling or you're just a brand new person who stumbled into all this random shit, we- Either way, we here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast try to try to make this uh, show for both groups. So we hope you've had a great time here. We hope you would like to continue to come back week after week and have a good time with us. If you'd like to continue to come back and have a good time with us, and you're not entirely sure how to do so, well, not to worry, my friends. I have you covered. First of all, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe, ring that bell, make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a new episode. Like, comment, add us to your play or check uh, add us to your playlist. Check out our playlist. Austin has been kind enough on our YouTube to organize all of the stuff that we do, all the arcs and companies, eras, etc., that we follow into their own separate little mm. playlist, so you can check out specific things without having to jump around a whole lot. And hey, if you check out more recent episodes, you can see our beautiful faces, our wonderful fancy hub, and all of the wonderful little secret side gags that we throw in for all the people who who take the time to, to watch this
0: time you fish. can watch us flop around like a fish
1: you, you watch us sell like fucking dean malenko over here dean the fish malenko i'm gonna call him that from now on uh <laughs> totally not gonna remember that but i'd like to hope anyway um uh but of course we also have the audio only options for those who like your podcast visual gag less uh you can find us on three of the best places to find your podcast that would be Spotify, Google and Apple podcast. Check us out there like us or not. Likes aren't a thing there. Rate us, uh, review us, download us, all that good stuff. Just tell, tell the metrics and the people that, Hey, these guys are pretty cool. Maybe more people should be listening to them. I don't know. You can find the noobs and knockouts podcast on Spotify, Google and Apple podcast. And then of course, uh, if you want to be in more direct contact with us, there are kind of the three big ways to do it. So first of all, of course, there is our Twitter. You can find us at noobs and noxpod on Twitter. That's noobs, the letter N noxpod pod on Twitter. Come check us out there. Uh, we, we post dank memes. We interact with broader wrestling fandom on a whole. We start discourse and share our hot takes. We post every single time we drop a new episode. So you guys know what the hell's going on. And of course, the highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting. My friend, what is on the docket coming up?
0: Of course, uh, as as usual, on 8 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday night is on TBS is AEW Dynamite, the one show that me and David both consistently watch live. So uh, you can always check that out. But in addition, we also have Impact Wrestling AEW and WWE pay-per-views. Uh, upcoming on April 23rd, that's only uh, that's only a little a week or so away, is Rebellion. Uh, that is uh, the match. You got uh, Moose versus Josh Alexander for the Impact World Championship. Um, you got Jonah Rock versus Tomahiro Ishii. I'm very excited about that. My girl Rosemary competing for the Impact Knockouts World Championship, though she's not going to win that. I can already tell you, and I'm, I'm sad to hear. Uh, and a bunch of other mm-hmm. matches. Up here. It's it's I'm very excited for it's gonna be a really good show, even if I don't keep up with impact as much as I think I should. Mm -hmm. Uh then for WWE upcoming on May 8th is WrestleMania Backlash.
1: Backlash.
0: They took backlash and they put WrestleMania in front of it.
1: Sure. Sweet. Amazing.
0: Uh you know, we're gonna have Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey in an I quit match for the SmackDown women's title.
1: Hmm, Aptly named
0: great <laughs> uh but then we also get adrenaline in my soul, soul. Something, Cody, something something Cody. Seth, Rhodes. Seth Rollins gonna face Cody Rhodes Oh, that in a too. singles match again uh and then we also upcoming we're gonna have a winner take all tag team title unification match between RK bro and the Usos to unify the raw and smackdown tag team championships uh, it's a little weird to think about. They're kind of cutting down on stuff like that. I mean, they've had Raw and SmackDown as the tag titles for fucking ever. So, you know, one tag title belt. It's been a while since they've had that. And then for AEW on April on May 29th, double or nothing. Uh, so far, you know, let's get through the battle of the belts uh, before we yes. uh, move on to get to the pay-per-view. But right now we do know for sure that the men's Owen Hart Memorial cup and the women's Owen Hart Memorial cup will be take their, the finals of those tournaments will be taking place at double or nothing. Yeah. That is what we know so far. Uh, yeah, you can, uh, follow us on Twitter for, uh, as we live tweet, uh, that stuff upcoming.
1: Absolutely. Be sure to check us out there. Uh, it's, it's a great time over on the Twitter. We, we, we have fun. Austin's live tweeting is always great. And, technical and and knows what the hell he's talking about i'm just memeing it memeing it up and and you know doing my color commentary as usual hey uh sometimes on wednesdays we just kind of end up tag teaming it sometimes i feel like adding my two cents every once in a while and hell sometimes if i'm feeling really spicy i'll live tweet rampage although not tonight because we're recording while rampage is going on but anyway um uh most of the time right uh but Mm -hmm. either way be sure to be sure to check us out there it's a great time um there, of course, also is our email address. You can email us directly at noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and this time, knockoutspod at gmail.com. Come say hi to us there. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like, things you want to see more of, less of. Will you take requests for, you know, things you might want to see us cover? arcs, eras, companies, general, weird, wrestling-adjacent, media, bullshit, whatever. Come yell at us for our hot takes or tell us how brilliant they are or whatever. Or just... You know, come tell us that, that you love hearing our malefluous voices lull you to sleep night after night. Well, whatever it is. Just we love we love chatting with our people. Come say hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com. And finally, of course, there is on Twitter or our sorry our Patreon. We are also the noobs and knockouts podcast on Patreon. One dollar a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. See y'all next time. Hasta luego.